2: April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com.
0: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great
3: mates.
1: And welcome to Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnocky, and I'm here with Jessica Perkins and Matthew Stewart. Hello, David Warnocky.
2: Hello, David.
0: Hello. It's a pleasure to be here, Associate. Hello, Associate.
1: Business Partner. As
2: prods, as sorry, all. Have we, have we talked? Oh.
1: We've talked about it on the Have we talked about it on the pod how we uh, We've got business cards that have been made up now, <laughs> or like a bank cards that say uh, Do Go On on them. Oh, man. Look, we'd share a photo, but it would be a a terribly advised thing to do online. Yeah, but
0: that would not be smart. But they do exist.
2: I mean, they'd be able to steal all our money.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's right. We created a bank account to put millions (laughs) in. And now we're just living off the interest. We don't even have to do the show anymore. No.
0: Now we're just doing it because we're nice people. Yeah.
1: Just like when we started, it's come full circle again.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Just because we love it.
0: We just enjoy each other's company.
2: We love each other and we love you, dear listener.
0: Oh, I'm going to cry.
2: It's true. We do.
1: So we love it. you all.
3: I can't it.
1: You know who I love especially, though? I don't want to play favourites, but I'm going to. The people that have already bought tickets to our Brisbane show this Saturday. Woo! Holy shit. It's been coming for a little while.
2: I'm going to get my biannual haircut done up there, I reckon. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Okay. That's where I last got my haircut. Can was I in come? Brisbane. Sure. <gasps> Why do you
1: trust the Brisbane barber more than the... Melbourne or any other place?
2: It was, I don't know, something about this place was good. They did, they made me hurt a little bit. They used a cut throat uh, on my neck. Oh, wow. On my throat, I guess. And it was, it was uh, red raw. And I really? loved it. I oh. hated it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, I kind of felt like I deserved it.
0: Okay. What's a weird what? you gotta, thing? You gotta go
1: to a barber for punishment. Yeah,
0: hurt
2: me. <laughs> I don't know. I was chasing a riff there. Turned out there was nothing in it. Um, Oh
0: Matt, he's always chasing a riff
2: And this was one of the very few times you came with me
0: (laughs) True, sorry Sorry about that That's something I'm working on That could be my New Year's resolution Calling it early (laughs) Follow Matt on more riffs Yeah, look where I got you
1: Look look where I got (laughs) you
0: It's an obscure one But um, it's fine
1: I was getting a haircut uh, last month And um, the guy goes What do you want? And I explained it to to him And he goes what, like this? And he pointed it to his own head. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess. So that's, uh, that's now known as the Jordan at work. You go get the Jordan. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Did a great job.
2: That's so good. Anyway, come to Brisbane. Come to Brisbane. It's if be... you're in Brisbane. You can
0: see Matt's haircut.
1: Uh, will that be before the pot on the Saturday?
2: Yeah, I reckon. Nice. Keep yeah, it fresh. I reckon. I reckon I'll do that for sure.
0: Yeah, great.
1: Guys, go easy on Matt. Tell him it's, uh, it's good, even if you don't think it's oh, good.
0: Yeah, that's a bit risky, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's very risky, Doing a but day
0: luckily,
2: old. I always wear a hat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good point. Now, before we get into the show, I feel it would be remiss for us to not mention, if you want to see, see thats right—see more of us this week, you can watch all of us as guests on Gamey Gamey Game.
0: Yeah, what do we look
2: like? Find out. We'll never know, except if you look at the logo. <laughs> Which one has the beard? Me! I thought it Who was me. You said that?
0: Oh, you don't know. Because you can't see us. But if you watch Gamey Gamey Game, you'll see us interact in person. We
2: talk about Jess's favourite game of all time. Holy shit. Sims 4. The
0: Sims in general, but
2: yes. And we're Sims very 4. positive about it. Oh, I definitely don't think it's stupid.
1: <laughs> don't bring this up again.
2: Anyway, uh, so Gamey Gamey Game,
1: if you're not familiar, is a great show hosted by Evan Munro-Smith, one of our favourite friends on the Stupid Old Channel, which is a YouTube channel. So you look up "stupid old channel" on YouTube. You'll find the show. There's a bunch of old episodes up there as well with people like Mr. Sunday Movies and Adam Knox. And we've and all been on it before. We've all been on separately, so there's a lot of cool stuff there. And um, check it, check it out. Check, check, check it out. Check, 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 check it out.
2: Also, Gamer Gamer game on Facebook. You can see there too. Oh, I did a vocal fry. Oh. <laughs> Are we on NPR all of a sudden? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I feel very smart. All right, shall we
1: crack into this week's episode? Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. And now we always start with a question, and I've done a report this week. Did you write a question? I wrote a question. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Can you believe it? We
2: love we love to question.
1: Yeah. Uh, this one was voted for by uh, our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. This was a runners-up edition. Oh, I like
0: this. So I've
2: done
1: seven Patreon votes. This was the eighth one.
0: Are any of them Australian Idol runners-up?
2: No, not, none of them are Shannon Noll or any other runners-up. Then
0: I don't care for this report at all. Yeah,
2: disappointing. I really would have liked to have heard one about Paolo Nutini. That's not no. quite... <laughs> what am I thinking of there?
0: Paulini?
2: Paulini. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's in The Bodyguard now?
2: Yes. The one that got in
1: trouble for trying to bribe someone at the the uh, Vic Roads, the people that give out licenses. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she got in big trouble for for bribery. That's great. Very strange. Uh, no, but what I did was that so I've had seven weeks, and every topic that came second, I gave a oh. second shot to. Oh, that's fun. And uh, they all got at least some votes, but there were a couple of front runners and one definite front runner because it won. <laughs> it was the front runner. <laughs> okay. And to get us on topic, my question is, who? is
2: Scotland's
1: most famous duo of killers. Killers.
2: Hale and Pace. The sketch duo. So they, they killed. They killed with comedy when I was a child. I remember them being funny. One of them had a moustache, which is always good fun.
1: I'm afraid Matt
2: is not correct there, Jess. Has
0: it a hazard guess? I don't even have a joke answer. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I can't think of anything Scottish right now.
2: Ah, the Loch Ness Monster Gang. Yeah. Which was a misleading name because there's only two of them. They're actually a duo.
0: Yeah, but a gang is really more of a state of mind, don't it you is. agree?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what the monsters always said.
0: Sometimes I call us a gang.
2: Yeah. Gang of three.
1: Yeah. How about if I change the question to, who is the second most famous Burke and someone? Burke and...
2: Oh, I don't think I've heard of these people. No,
1: me either. Right. Well, have you heard of the killers Burke and Hare? Hare, is what I was going to say. The Burke and Hare Murders.
2: No, I haven't. No. Not.
1: Oh, very cool. This was suggested by uh, Alexis White on Facebook, who listens on the way to uni in England. So hopefully this will come up now. Now, Dave, if I am to read a little
0: something into what you just said, yes. um, using my own detective skills.
1: Here we go. Just has cracked the Burke and Hare Murders. Burke
0: and Hare Murders.
1: Oh, I think I
2: see where you're going with this.
0: This is clearly a mystery episode.
2: <laughs> Am I right? Dave? They never solved the murders. Who did it? Dave. Is this a classic Who Done It?
1: <laughs> uh, this is Jess trying to solve a crime by saying it's not cr- solved, even though it was solved already. Hmm.
2: Did she get it? Is that a yes?
1: It is not a mystery. No. (laughs) But it is a murder episode. We love that's That's also up there in the listener's favourite type of show. That's right. Well, I've got to say, when I put out to the Patreon vote, a couple of people commented saying, well, the one with the murder in the title is going to win. And I was like, that's not necessarily... Mm. Yes, it did. Yes, (laughs) it did. By just a couple couple of votes. It was very, very close. Uh, Also got a shout out to Callum B.M., Via email, you also suggested this topic. So, thank you to Alexis and Callum. So, you guys haven't heard of Birkenhead? This is cool. No, I had, haven't.
2: Had you? Uh,
1: yes, because when when you go to... Uh, you guys have both been to Edinburgh, I know this. Yes. If you do one of those, like, sort of ghost tours, which are...
2: Is that the one where you go to the pub and watch the Rangers versus Celtics? Yeah, that's camp? right. Celtics. 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 Fuck. I don't want Scottish people being angry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes, I did have a mild stroke there. Were <laughs> <That's
1: right> <laughs> well, you trying to go with the American mispronunciation, or because you're watching in Scotland, you think it becomes Celtic? Yeah,
2: but it, yeah, I don't think it does.
1: It's still Celtics. It's strange though. They definitely have mispronounced that, haven't they? It's yeah. Celtic. Anyway, so well, you, you can go on these uh, murder mystery sort like um, ghost tours, and they talk about Burke and Hare because they are in Scotland, famous for their
2: murders. <laughs> Good for them. Dave, I also said two Glaswegian teams. I really should have said Hearts versus another Edinburgh team. I'm sorry, Scottish listeners. You piece of shit. There's there's three or four people who are furious right now.
1: Oh, I assumed you were just talking about NBA.
2: Yeah, why do you know all this? Haven't you guys been to Scotland? Yeah. It's the culture. You didn't take any culture in? No, No, I I went
0: to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I I went went
2: to the Birkenhead Murder Mystery Super Extravaganza. Mate, you are so uncultured.
0: Matt went to a pub.
2: Near I want to travel castle. with
0: you. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah.
1: I think the US tour is going to be very fun. Yes, this Matt's watching Scottish sports and <laughs> TV. In t- on TV. In TV.
2: Yeah, I'm doing yeah. it in the TV. <laughs> All
1: right, so a bit of background here. Uh, when I came to anatomy and studying the human body, in the 19th century, Edinburgh in Scotland was one of the leading cities in the world. Go Edinburgh. Helping to develop the subject into a modern science. Ah, uh, some very famous anatomy teachers populated the town or city, including John Bell, Robert Knox, Alexander Munro, who is the founder of the uh, Edinburgh Medical School, who also had a son called Alexander M- Alexander Munro, who then also had a son called Alexander Munro. Oh, it's confusing. All famous in their own rights to distinguish wow. between the three, they are referred to as Alexander Munro Primus, Alexander Munro <laughs> Secundus, Second, and Alexander Munro Tertius. I hate that. Tertius. The first. Tertius. I know, it's weird. Not junior or junior junior. That's that how they do it in the scientific
0: junior world. Junior or junior
1: junior. No, tertius, not junior junior.
2: Tertius. Sounds Irish, but it, what is it, Latin? Yeah. Jess, I would have thought you'd love that.
0: No, I don't. You thought wrong. <laughs> I hate that. That's
1: dumb. Well, anyway, it's got nothing to do with the story. I disliked I it. I love it. It's so pompous. I love it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I didn't know Jess would get so angry about it. No, that's go. shit. <laughs> I'm just trying to paint the paint the picture here that Edinburgh is a big scientific town at the time.
0: Yeah, that's that, that I'm okay with. Just Secondus and turtiest Fuck off.
1: It's probably just tertius. I mean I did put some sort of a weird iris. Tertius. On there. Tertius.
0: Oh grand. Tanks a million. <laughs> 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 <See space. laughs> I just he laughed
2: it. as as the Stephen do Stephen. I hate we- that fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> you like it more than a, a, a previous uh, running joke that I am <laughs> having a small tush. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah that that's one. the one. I hated that. Really I offended me. <laughs> Kept me awake at night. I was thinking,
1: well, it's pretty normal, actually.
0: <laughs> it's a normal size tush. Yeah, I was very feeling much. it at night. Were you? Yeah. Don't you just do that anyway? Yeah. Yeah, I need it. Nice I can't food. go to sleep without it. Yeah. Have a
1: little tush feel. I used to hug a pillow. No, but Now I hug my own arms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who needs a pillow when you've got your own ass? That's now I'm
0: just question. sitting on my hands.
2: It's weirdly comforting. It's already very hot in here, Jess. That's not <laughs> yeah, going to help.
1: You're right. Yes, it is. Another week where we complain about the heat. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so in order to study the human body, you need human bodies. And at the time, they didn't have plastic examples of organs or anything like that to teach with. So they had to have a steady supply of cadavers. And as the science developed, the more bodies they needed to teach with. Sure. At the time, Scottish law determined that the only place you could legally get these bodies was from people who died in prison, people who committed suicide, and the bodies of orphans or abandoned children. Oh my
2: god. Okay, so I only only feel good deaths. Wait, so
0: had the kids died anyway, or were they killing orphans?
2: That sounds... (laughs) Yeah, a little dubious. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it feels like they're going. No, no, another, another natural causes. You've been death.
0: in the orphan f- orphanage for six months now. That's the cutoff. Sorry, yeah, you,
2: you know the rules. About <laughs> stage, you're
0: welcome. Yeah, nobody wants you, so you may as well do something good for science.
2: Come over here. We're gonna do this as painfully <laughs> as possible. That's what now, I'm about to say. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Matt> the butcher. <laughs> Look, just stay still. We can't, we don't want to damage your cadaver too much. Which I never <laughs> like how you pronounce that. How do you sort of say it? Cadaver, but I like cadaver.
0: I think I would say cadaver.
2: Cadaver.
1: What would you say?
0: I'm panicking. Cadaver. Oh, and cadaver. And say
2: cadaver. 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 Yeah, I'm definitely saying I
0: would have thought you server. would say
1: cadaver. Cadaver.
2: Cadaver <laughs> to you too. <laughs> we'll start the show with that line from now
1: on. Cadaver and welcome to Do Go on. <laughs> Uh, so relatives could also choose to donate deceased family members to science, but at the time this was nearly unheard of.
0: I think it's really wonderful and honestly, it's so incredible when people donate their bodies to science, but I could not do that. Then again, there was a point in my life where I thought like donating your organs was totally awful. Not awful, but like, I was like, oh yeah, I need that. What, what is your objection to donating my body to science, yeah. Um, people
1: see me naked. <laughs> oh, right. Well, what if you put in a request that they can strip your skin off, but they just have to oh! do it. They have to Dave! do it under a,
2: under a sheath. Oh no. Oh no. That's what she means. She doesn't want them to see her naked without skin. Oh right. No,
0: just not naked at all. They'll be oh, like, oh, you are
2: seeing my nude liver.
0: Oh yuck.
2: I see. I
1: don't. I would donate my body, but you've got to kill a killer bod. I don't. <laughs>
0: Okay, bud. Science would be lucky to study yeah, that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> So you... much to learn. <laughs> so, so many, many questions. Lessons.
1: So many questions. What the fuck is that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many nips has he got on him? Is he a man or a dog?
1: <laughs> How many nips do I have, Jess? Tell me. I don't know. I don't want to know. Well, Jess is freaked out by it. And at the time, it seemed like a horrible thing to have your body dissected after death. And it was even used as a punishment to be an added deterrent for would be murderers. Oh. The UK Murder Act of 1751 stated quote, For better pre- preventing the horrid crime of murder, in no case whatsoever shall the body of any murderer be suffered to be buried uh, by mandating either public dissection or hanging in chains of the cadaver.
0: I'm in chains, baby, baby.
1: So, what would you rather be?
0: I'm in chains. Cut up
1: or in chains? Which means they legit hang your body out into the open until it rots. So people look at it and go, I'm not going to kill anyone because I don't want to be that guy. Wow. What time was this? 1751. 1751.
0: It's a different time. It's a very different time. I think of those two options, I mean, people still see me naked, aren't they? I guess cut up.
2: Yeah. I reckon (laughs) cut up. But you are definitely dead. But do they treat you? you You Yeah, you're dead. dead. So it probably doesn't matter that much.
1: No, it doesn't matter.
2: Still always pick shoot me into space. Turn me into a tree and shoot me into space.
1: (laughs) Wow, tree space.
2: Yeah.
0: How are you going to shoot a tree into space?
2: We have the technology now, Jess. (laughs) Do we? We have the power. Mm.
0: I don't think we have that one. But okay.
1: Bloody Tesla's got to get onto it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Haven't you seen Groot? Yeah, good call.
0: Oh, so a tiny little tree. Yeah, sapling. Oh,
1: cute. Uh, After the criminal was hanged, medical students would be there as the body was taken down from the gallows and would argue over who would get the rights to dissect the body. Oh, sick, sick. But the big problem in Edinburgh at this time was there just weren't enough murderers or dead orphans to go around.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. Was that the Great Depression? That's what it was about, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everyone was poor, body poor, cadaver poor.
1: That's right, that'll be four cadavers. Oh, I've only got one.
2: People, you you (laughs) remember that famous photo of someone having to take a a wheelbarrow of cadavers down to buy a loaf of bread?
1: Yeah, I Because of inflation of cadavers. Yeah. In order to uh, satisfy the desire for corpses, an illicit trade began to boom in Edinburgh. People would dig up bodies from cemeteries and sell them to students or lecturers of the university. The guys who dug up the bodies were called resurrectionists or resurrection men. Resurrectionist is better. You like that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, these resurrectionists were paid quite a lot of money for each body that they were able to supply. Body snatching was a lucrative business, so much so that it would pay as much as several months' work for one body. Easy. So you work. Do
2: two in a night.
1: Yeah, and then you got six months off. <sighs>
2: two nights on, six months off.
1: I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah, that's the kind of fire I'd be right into. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more Dido, wouldn't it? Dig. Dig in, dig on, no, dig, dig in, off.
1: Dig in, dig out,
2: dig out.
0: Dido, that's what she gets her name from. That's,
2: that's what that was. What her job was for. Sure? she was a mm-hmm. singing star. Mm-hmm. What do you call singing star? Singer.
1: And I want to thank you
2: for giving me the best day.
1: That was actually of written to
2: one of her favorite cadavers. <laughs> she was
1: singing to a cadaver. Yeah. Do you want to thank him? Yeah. For giving her the best day of his life, of her life, yeah. which was digging the body up. Yep. She's a weirdo, Dido. <laughs> and by the way, what the fuck happened to her? Yeah, she's fallen off her face. She, I yeah. Imagine she's
2: probably still big in England. I got that yeah. that feeling. Well,
1: her life was for rent. <laughs> remember that album, anyone? Anyway. I sure do. Something about white flags. She'll, she'll yep.
2: be living off the stand money for for years to come. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think
1: that that one was massive. Uh. So they're making lots of money by digging up these people. Some people's accompanied professional body snatchers uh, as observers and reported to have obtained and paid for their studies with human corpses. Mm-hmm. So you, they want to be a doctor so bad that they're like, can I come in if I bring my own body?
2: <laughs> BYOB. BYOB. <laughs> the
1: extra B <B's> for BYOBB. <laughs> the grave robbers were able to act with a sort of legal loophole. It was illegal to disturb the grave but since corpses were not viewed as property and could neither be owned nor stolen, body snatching remained quasi-legal, the crime being committed against the grave rather than the body. So once you get the body out, you can just take it, and Didn't no one think- can be like, I, I own that. Hang on. No, no, they own. not who, who owns the dead body?
0: Do you think Grave Robbers is a cool band name? Yeah. Matt Stewart and the Grave Robbers?
2: That's got to be a band already, right?
1: Surely. It's so good. I mean Matt Stewart and the Grave Robbers specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's got to be. I'm already in that band, surely.
1: <laughs> what
0: do you play?
2: I obviously play the bloody coffin. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> You're hitting a coffin? That's
2: I always have my coffin on me. Always ready for a jam session. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, speaking of coffins, it's very hot.
1: Uh, body snatchers rarely dug up the entire coffin. Instead, they dug a vertical tunnel down to the head of the coffin, broke open the lid, and then hoisted the body to the surface with a rope or a long metal hook. That's disgusting. But also kind of
2: genius, right? Yeah. So yeah. You just
1: dig like a little bit, get down to the bottom,
2: and they must go for pretty fresh bodies too. Oh. Right? Yeah,
1: you got, it's got to be fresh. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's fresh or nothing. so... Yeah. Oh. Now, the clothes were tossed back into the coffin, so they do see you naked, Jess. I'm sorry. The tunnel filled in and the ground smoothed. No, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> to those what, poor to those, people. Those poor
1: resurrectionists.
0: You have to see me naked.
1: And then they smooth the ground back over to make it look like it's undisturbed.
2: That'd also be so, like, because they're so freshly dead, people still so be mourning them. They would um, uh. also, you know, potentially be recognisable to the local community. Yeah. What a time to be alive or dead in this case.
1: <laughs> uh, as Matt already said, the key was to act quickly because he needed to remove the body before it was too badly decomposed or the doctors and stuff wouldn't or even want it. They wouldn't even want it.
2: Low-level <laughs> doctors probably. <laughs> they, I'll take it. We'll take a your rotting. I'll take a bag of pus. Oh. Still, I still lot to learn from a bag of pus, Jesse. <laughs> you turn your nose up at a bag of pus, but I, lessons to be learned.
0: I didn't think that I would not like this, but
1: I don't. Yes, we're going back to the uh, oh. burial cremation episode. No,
0: I know, and that is still my favourite, but this...
2: Just don't let it get too deep in your head. I'm only doing very oh, I'm shallow sorry. thinking.
0: Bag of pus.
2: Um, don't picture it.
0: Um, no, It's, it's in don't there. Don't
2: Now you're making me do it. Oh. Stop. yes
1: whatever you do, do not imagine the drink you're about to take from that bottle <laughs> as a bag of pus. You son of
0: a bitch. <laughs> it's hot in here and I'm thirsty. I'm fine. It's just water. Sweet,
1: sweet pus.
3: Mm.
2: Slimy. We've definitely lost listeners already at this point. Oh. The people who are still with us. They want me to go further,
1: and I will. <laughs> uh, corpses and parts thereof. <laughs> because if you could just get a good leg, you could still sell it for a couple of bucks. Right. Oh. Uh, they were packed into suitable containers, salted and preserved, stored in cellars, and then transported in carts, wagons, and boats. Obviously, some people were annoyed that their relatives were being dug up and sold. Ugh. So they tried to stop the robbers. That'd be right. They, yeah. hired, they hired guards to watch over graves. Ugh, here we go. Nanny state. Nanny state. In some, well, speaking of nanny states, in some Edinburgh cemeteries, you can still see guard towers where, they, where people would go up there at night and watch over the entire cemetery to get a good view. Did you go
0: to any cemeteries while you were in Edinburgh, Matt? Not
2: in Edinburgh. I did go up to Perthshire. I went to some cemeteries there where my ancestors are buried.
0: Was there a pub up there?
2: Obviously, there was a pub <laughs> overlooking the cemetery.
1: Well, they buried at the pub. They buried at the pub. Well, if they die at the pub, it's just easier to. Quite a put few murderers
2: in my family as well. Yeah, there was a lot of criminals. Really? Dead crim? Well, at least in in the town that my ancestors came from, with my surname. So, you, but I think Stuarts a relatively common surname. Thinking that well some like.
1: of them probably weren't even in that in the cemetery because they'd been dissected at this yeah. Emory University.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was just gizzards. <sighs> Here lays the gizzard remains of John Stewart. That sort of stuff. Mm. Beautiful.
0: So It's nice to just connect with where you came from. Mm,
2: It is, isn't it? Mm. There's a lovely little cemetery. Uh, I'll I'll post a photo of it. It's real pretty. Also looks kind of like a haunted cemetery. cemetery.
0: (laughs)
1: They're all creepy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, The other tactic to protect the dead was to erect metal cages around them called uh, mort safes or well, they used uh, burial vaults put metal or wooden planks over the coffin used iron coffins filled the graves with heavy stones or they put a giant slab of concrete over the grave that was hopefully too heavy to lift until uh, it was assumed that the body had decomposed enough that no one wanted it anymore then you'd move that onto the next fresh grave so they'd oh, go that round the cemetery well, they also tried to deter smart, and smart. Yeah, they also tried to deter body snatchers from entering graveyards by building high walls fixing broken glass on top of those walls, or setting trip lines attached to guns.
0: Wow, wow. So so
2: it was a a real problem. Real problem. That's amazing. I hope Nana's not going to pay her respects at night. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) 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 Ah! (laughs) Quick, grab her while she's fresh. (laughs) She drops every little bit along the way. Were those Scottish yells for help? No, they were... look, I'm the man of a thousand noises. Um...
1: (laughs) Oh, we've we've got a new uh, name for Matt, Man, Man of a the Thel- Thousand Noises. Can I hear? <laughs> can I hear noise number ten? Noise number ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow, I'm going to have to look at the glossary. What was that one?
2: That one was a, a cord in a vacuum um, n- malfunctioning. Right.
1: What about noise five five six? to go. Well, between ten and five, five, six, there's not a lot of difference.
2: Oh, uh, listen back, you'll notice.
0: <laughs> but they
1: tell such a story.
0: They
2: do tell such a story. And
1: what, what you've, you saved the best till last. What is noise number? Well, 1000? you didn't even let me
2: explain. That one was a goldfish being skimmed across a pond. Wow, well,
1: <laughs> well, but someone threw it like like a skipping stone. Yeah, someone threw it. Yeah. But to release it, I
2: assume. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the fish loved it. <laughs> you should have seen the look on its face. Didn't you hear that little smile? Oh, I heard it. Yeah, I did. I actually did. That was the last one there, which I think was... <laughs> you can see how I developed over time. What
1: do you call that one? Reminder for bin night, <laughs> <Yes>. number one.
2: <laughs> that's what I call it.
0: <laughs> hey, Dave, is it bin night?
2: It is. It's bin night.
1: You better put the bins out.
2: Yeah. Good point, Jess. Look,
1: don't get <laughs> me started about my complex and how people have been putting shit in our bin to the point that I now lock it away in the garage.
2: Oh, how? wait, they put seven-year your bins on bin night or pre bin night? pre bin night. No, that's not on.
1: Day one... Off ham goes yeah. into the bin. Oh, that's not. So on. it's got to be there for a week.
2: Nah, no, no, nah, no, good. Especially not at the bottom of an empty bin. Yeah. Because no. that may remain. Yep. They really need to shake that out. But if I don't, I have no problem with people filling my bin once, once it's on, on the, the street,
1: street. it's in God's hands. Yeah. But when it's in my in the well, now it's locked away in the garage. And if you're listening to this, the people of my complex, fuck you. <laughs> you ham gobbling prick. <laughs> Well, not gobbling enough. Well, yeah, keep it. gobbling, prick.
2: <laughs> it does sound like a real complex,
1: prick. Yeah, I've got a real complex with these fuckers, with these pricks, with these bloody ham gobbling pricks. <laughs>
0: ham, go- ham gobbling prick and man of a thousand voices. No noises, noises, <laughs> no- noises.
1: It's so good. Um, so oh. anyway, back to <laughs> look. I want to steer it back to corpses, Jess. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. of course, please. So I- People are stealing corpses People try to stop the people stealing corpses Mm -hmm. And it actually proves to be quite successful And many grave robbing attempts are thwarted So this made the bodies more valuable And pushed up the price even more Because now they're rarer So it sort of backfires a bit Then we come to our good friends Or soon to be good friends Burke and Hare I don't know if we'd Uh, say good friends
2: I think I'd entirely forgot these guys existed Would we say?
0: I don't know if I want to be good friends with them
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you about them I'm sure you'll come around I'm sure you will
2: I can't. Like, you said corpses uh, would be rarer, and I couldn't. I, I just my brain no, just no, kept no Matthew no. thinking stakes. No. You weren't, but ra- were you had yeah, that thought as well. I mean, people are listening. Going, why aren't they talking about how the anyway?
0: No, they're going. Thank goodness they didn't talk about the bodies being rarer. No, do,
2: how, fav- how do you like your corpse, Dave? My,
1: my favorite social media post is, "Hey guys, I think you missed a joke here." <laughs> 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 it's like out of every second.
2: There's plenty of misses. Oh, yeah. We or miss more than we swing. You, you mean,
0: pronounced a word wrong. It's like, yeah, we know. We're not yeah. smart people. Look, <laughs> I say
1: cadaver. I'm clearly an idiot. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm curious as to hear what uh, what the people think about cadaver versus cadaver.
1: Versus There's, cadaver.
2: Oh. Cadaver.
0: Maybe I'd say cadaver. I don't know. Cadaver oh, sounds better. On. No, it doesn't. It sounds stupid.
1: Burke and hair. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, William Burke was born in 1792 in Ernie, County Tyrone in Northern Ireland. Can
0: I guess oh, Hare's it first called name?
1: Ernie. Okay, William Burke and what Hare? Robert. Because that a go. would be
2: a switch of uh, Maybe, Robert Burke I'm and Will Wills. I still love that Wills was. Have a go. What do you reckon Wills. Wills. his name is? Uh, well, is he
0: also Irish?
2: Yes, both uh, Irish, Irish. Both, both from the northern. I'll Pond go Island. with a classic Irish name, Siobhan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll also go for a classic Irish name, Efa. I
1: think you would also take Seabhan and whatever, however you spell Eitha. Aoife. Aofi. I will tell you, it's William Burke, and, and Jess, Jess is going to love this. Oh. <gasps> William Hare. No, oh. it's Willie and Willie. See, we wouldn't have guessed that. You'd never guess that. Two William, Willies. Surely
2: Bill. you'd be calling them the Two Willies. How did that not be their? Oh, maybe you have mode? heard. Maybe you have heard of them. Yeah, the two. Oh, I've willies. I've heard of the
0: two Willies and their murders. <laughs> Free Willies. Free Willie.
2: Two Willies.
1: <laughs> okay, so w- w- William Burke, seventeen ninety-two. Uh, first Willie Burke had a comfortable upbringing and joined the army with his brother Constantine. Constantine. Uh, that's right. No, is that a, that's not a very Irish name, is it? No. Burke <laughs> has been described as short, handsome, and likable. So, in many ways, he reminds me of myself.
2: You're not that short. (laughs)
1: Or (laughs) likable. But I am fucking handsome. Um, (laughs) Ah,
2: I see why that's funny.
1: Thank you. Sometimes things are so true, they become funny. one of the rules of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know that one, rule of three, rule of something being so true it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he married a woman, this is still Willie, Willie Burke. It's controversial. Uh, in uh, Western Ireland where they settled, however, the marriage did not last long at all. And In 1818, at the age of 26, he had a fight with his in-law, or his father-in-law, over land ownership and William Burke deserted his wife and family, which now included two children.
2: Have we skipped ahead a bit? Because before we're in the 1700s.
1: Uh, yes, so that was the Murder Act was 1750. Right. So then, the decades before he was born, the problem is getting worse and worse as Edinburgh becomes more and more of a, a go-to destination for would-be doctors.
2: Gotcha. So he's born in
1: 1792, and in 1818, he moves to Scotland, uh, where he works as a labourer, and he worked on the Union Canal that connected Edinburgh with Felkirk, which took many, many years to dig out. Uh, he settled in a village... Near Falkirk and set up home with Helen McDougal.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Great name. name, Whom he affectionately nicknamed
2: Nellie. Oh. Helen to Nellie. Is that what Nellie is? Yeah. Cool. Or Eleanor. (laughs) Cool. Uh, When the canal... Or...
1: Nellie. Gregory. Gregory. Gregory Peck. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the canal was finally finished in 1827, the couple moved... So they're living as man and wife, but because he's already married, it's not actually ascertained if they ever actually married, but he, she's practically his wife. And um, they moved in 1827 to Tanner's Close in Edinburgh, and they sold second-hand clothes whilst uh, Burke worked as a cobbler. So that's Burke. a
2: cobbler. I he's love cobbling.
0: Oh, I love a cobble.
2: Yeah. Every day I'd be cobbling.
0: If I could cobble more... God
2: I'd be happy I mean is it possible to cobble more than all the time? You're right You're cobbling right now I
0: know but I just want to cobble all the time Yeah You gotta sleep sometimes That's true can't cobble on the john
2: If I had four hands I'd yeah. cobble twice as much I'd
0: double cobble Yeah Double cobble Co-
2: If I had six hands
0: How much would you cobble?
2: Still cobble twice as much But I'd also uh, read a book
1: So you take oh. up a second hobby
2: <laughs> Yep About cobbling <laughs>
1: Interesting that you read with two
2: hands. What do you turn the page with?
1: Yeah, Dave.
2: Sorry, Mr. Magic over here.
1: I was drawing my question. (laughs) Um, So that's Burke Hare. William Hare. Also born in Northern Ireland. Uh, His exact birth date is a mystery, but uh, most sources say he was younger than Burke. His early life is also much of a mystery, but it's known that he worked in Ireland as an agricultural labourer before travelling to Britain. So I wasn't wrong. It is a bit of a mystery episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the mystery. It's our most fascinating one yet. (laughs) Tweet in your theories. (laughs) What did he do? What What did he do? When was he born? (laughs) Have a crack. Uh, He also worked on the Union Canal for...
2: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh, my God, it's expanding like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's
0: growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode.
2: Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's yeah. like, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience, and I don't think they mean for marriage.
0: You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products, or you offer services like massage...
2: It looks like Jess has just uploaded something. What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly
0: capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless.
2: Now, head to squarespace.com/do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: 7 years before moving to Edinburgh in the mid 1820s where he worked as a coal man's assistant. I'm a coal man. Assistant.
0: I'm a coal <laughs> <ed>.
1: <laughs> What's, What song is that? Soul, Soul Man. man. <laughs> because I... You know when you finally get a Simpsons reference? Bart singing, I'm a troll man. Yeah. <laughs> with, and then Marge says, I don't want you playing with anything with such hideous hair. <laughs> the troll has the exact hair she does. <laughs>
2: That's good stuff. That's comedy. So that was the theme song for a sitcom with Dan Aykroyd called Soul Man. I oh, don't right. think it lasted very long. He hmm. was a reverend and a father.
0: Yeah, I, do, I think I remember that. He was also a father. Yeah, it was that like a, a classic
2: sort of sitcom. Yeah. A father and a father.
0: Yep. Um, seventh Heaven already did it, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Come on, mate. That's oh. why when he moved on to Skull Vodka. Yeah.
0: Lucky and th- we thank him for that. hmm Sorry, Dave, do go on. Sorry, I just want to talk about the coal man's
1: assistant. Please. William oh, bloody Hare. Bloody
2: hell, that was a, that was a, a fruitful little detour.
1: <laughs> uh, he lodged at Tanner's Close. This is uh, William Hare. In the house of a man named Logue. 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 That's not a name. <laughs> and no. his wife, Margaret Laird. No, also not a name. <laughs> Margaret. I think That's both what? of them had speech impediments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your name? Logue. Mm-hmm. All right, how do we spell that? All right, you also are illiterate, fair up. <laughs> Great. I'll just have a crack here, and <laughs> I suppose you can't even correct me. <laughs> uh, if they say in the nearby Westport area of t- of the town, that's where he's uh, living with Logue and Margaret Laird. But when Logue died in 1826, uh, Hare may have married Margaret and took over the boarding house. Oh, that's nice. May, may have.
0: May have married Margaret. It's a mystery. Aww. It's a big
1: mystery, this, this guy. Maggie and Willie. So the other guy was described as short, handsome... And um, charismatic. Yep. Likable. Likable. That's Likeable, right. Well, that was the word. But um, hair has been described Tall. as oh, mean.
0: Yep. And uh, he's a bear. <laughs> yes. Sorry, did Tall, I not mention that? Mean bear. Wow. And He wears a little vest. <laughs> yeah. And in many ways, he, he reminds me of Matt. <laughs> he Still, a
2: ticker-nicker basket. <laughs> yep.
1: He's been described as illiterate and uncouth, a lean, quarrelsome, violent, and immoral character with scars from old wounds about his head and brow. Hot—I don't know what he's been headbutting, but it didn't, he did not come off well. Hot.
2: Amoral or immoral?
1: Cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> you really mispronounced it that time. Yeah, come on,
0: man. <laughs> Matt's the hair of this podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, bloody hair. big, big bloody dummy over there. Yeah.
2: Oh, I thought you were complimenting my hair. Remember when we
1: used to make fun of Matt having a big dick and he didn't like it? (laughs) That was funny, wasn't it? Well, big dick over here. Yeah,
2: sometimes the truth is funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's so truthful, it's funny. Advertful.
1: So that's Burke and Hare's background. In 1827, Burke and his partner, Nellie McDougall, went to work on the harvest where they met Hare and the two Williams. Burke and Hare became friends. And when Burke and McDougal returned to Edinburgh, they moved into Hare's Tanner's Close Lodging House, where the two couples soon acquired a reputation for hard drinking and boisterous behaviour. So they're all living in in this lodger's house together where people are paying to stay in other rooms of the house. It's like a little Airbnb. It's
0: like a hostel.
1: It's, and it's going off by the sounds of it. Yeah,
0: they're boisterous, they're drinking,
1: they're Willy Willy. (laughs) Come have a drink with Willy and Willy. Then things take a little dark turn. They what? When on uh, November 29th, eighteen twenty seven, one of the lodgers, Donald, <laughs> <laughs> Donald. Yeah, this is Did the Did you dark say it
2: took a duck? Oh, duck turn. It's <laughs> Donald, Donald. turn. I understand. Say no more.
1: Donald. <laughs> all right, all right. I will li- literally stop. Say no more. Sorry, please ignore. So this story just speaks for itself. Donald suddenly died. Shortly before receiving a quarterly army pension. <laughs> <laughs> my, my brain went
0: somewhere gross and dirty. Anyway, yes. Before I need receiving.
1: to know. Yeah, that
2: feels like a real... No. Qua- a little quarterly wick.
1: army pension. Oh, that gets my murderer, Robin. Oh, yeah.
0: So, okay. So he was about to get some money. Interesting. He was about to get some money.
1: Whilst <laughs> owing four pounds back rent to hair. Four pounds? Four pounds. Four pounds.
0: Pooned.
2: Four pooned.
1: Pound. Pound. Which is quite a lot.
0: Pound. 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 He's a couple. Who's doing it better?
1: Pound. 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 Wrong. Pound. 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 Cadaver. Say that in English, voice. Cadaver. That sounds good. Maybe that's what I'm trying to channel. In English. Harry Potter, cadaver. Harry Potter and the magic cadaver.
2: Magic cadaver. Oh. What am I like? Oh, what am I like? <laughs>
1: um, so he owes £4. Pounds, quite a lot of rent. Hare complained to Burke about not being able to get the money from a dead man. And an ingenious plan was concocted. Oh, dear. They could sell the body to one of the local medical schools. Well, I did not see this coming. Was <laughs> uh... not that
2: chest really? There was a little foreshadowing. No, really. I thought they were going
1: to try and pretend to
0: be him and go to yeah, the bank.
2: That's right.
1: Hello, I am Donald. <laughs> Can I have my money, please? (laughs) I would like my quarterly bank pension. That makes my friend Jess laugh for some reason. (laughs) She never said why. (laughs) Thank you. Good day money please but for some reason they decided to do that thing where kids do where one step <laughs> goes on the other shoulder on the other person's shoulder and they wear a big jacket they but forgot it, that they were fully yeah, grown men yeah, so, so Donald's like a
2: nine foot man <laughs>
1: hello I'd like my army pension oh god <laughs> he's a fucking
3: monster <laughs>
2: cool. is that the cadaver on top
1: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah it's weekend the it birdies hold it three men high it's a
2: 12-foot They put mess. the cadaver on top,
0: which was dumb.
2: 12-foot zombie.
0: You put it in the middle, you reckon?
2: It's a pretty weak middle. <laughs> yeah, a like a sponge cake. But
0: if it's got a rigor mortis, and it's kind of
2: oh. rigid.
1: Yeah, they're like a tortoise, full of rigor mortis.
2: <laughs> you doing some Aussie hip-hop?
1: No, that was uh, N.W.A.
2: Oh, fuck. Sorry, N.W.A. Yeah, <laughs> let's get a real, let's get a real... <laughs> you seem to it's got. It's, it has the, that has a, the cheekiness of an Aussie hip hop lyric. Oh, they, we are a bit bloody cheeky.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> that's uh, some some good stuff. That's uh, Doctor Dre respect. Oh god. So they've got the body. They want to sell it. The plan is, and this is what they do: a carpenter provided a coffin for burial, which was to be paid for by the local parish. Sort of took pity on Donald. After he left, the pair opened the coffin, removed the body, which they hid under the bed. They filled the coffin with bark from a local tanner's (laughs) and pre-sealed it. (laughs) How much bark do we put in? That'd be a fair bit of bark if you want to
0: make it... Like a man's worth. Man's worth. Hey, but what's a man worth? Yeah. Uh, Hey, ladies? Yeah. Not much. Not
2: much, am I right? (laughs) Who needs them? (laughs) Not in my experience.
0: Can't live with them, can't kill them. Are we talking about
1: ladies or bark? (laughs) I don't know anymore. Can't live with it?
0: (laughs) Can't get
1: enough of it. <laughs> I love bark. I'm obsessed. So after dark, on the day the coffin... After was... bark After bark <laughs> On the day the coffin was removed for burial, they took the corpse to Edinburgh University where they looked for someone to buy it. So you can just imagine them walking through a uni with a dead body yelling out, anyone want to buy this? It's sort of like trying yeah. to sell drugs at a uni, you know? No, that's probably a lot easier.
2: No, but, yeah, with cadavers, you do it in that old-school watch way where you open up your big trench yeah. coat and you've got just a, a body hanging out from each side. What do you want? What do you want? What can I get you? Orphan?
1: Get you? Grown what man? What do you re- want? This is the real shit. This is the real get shit. It this it's is fresh. Right.
0: It's fresh. just got it just picked up this morning.
1: Link. It fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and they died when they fell off the back of the truck. <laughs> uh, they reportedly asked for directions to Professor Alexander Munro's house or office. And for those playing at home, that's Alexander Secundus. Ugh. <laughs> wow. But a student sent them to Robert Knox's premises in Surgeon Square. Bobby Knox. Bobby Knox had contracted smallpox as a child, was left blind in one eye and heavily scarred. But he had grown up to be a famous anatomist and he undertook dissections twice a day and his advertising promised, quote, A full demonstration on fresh anatomical subjects. Unquote. As part of every course of lectures he delivered, he stated that his lessons drew over four hundred pupils. Christ. So he's wow, doing this lot of eyeballs. Yeah, a lot of eyeballs. Eight hundred in fact. No, uh, actually, he's blind to one eye. Seven nine nine. God, he's good.
2: It's a, a, it's funny to think about all these these times, like, oh this is fucked, what a fucked time, but our medicine now would be nowhere near where it is if it wasn't through
1: yeah, a bit like other people doing grisly shit for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But uh, so he's doing he's chopping open two bodies a day, so he needs a lot of bodies. Yep. So Knox paid the men for the body. They went to his office and he was like, know, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, he paid them seven pounds and ten shillings. He uh, Hare received four pounds five shillings whilst Burke took the balance of three pounds five. Hare's share was larger to cover his loss from Donald's unpaid rent. So but he's made a profit. So they got seven pounds. Pounds.
2: Seven mm. pounds. When I was so in That doesn't
0: even though I'm aware of inflation, <laughs> that does not feel like
1: much.
2: For a body. When I was the in London. T- I think
1: this, it's like it's like it's hundreds.
2: Of or dollars. Edinburgh ten years ago or so. The first time I went there. Uh I was buying pints pretty regularly for about two pounds. Everything so that's like, for you is pounds. So that. they pay, but they got pint. they just paid three beers for this guy. Not bad. Not bad bad at
1: all. all. I mean, he's just a guy that dropped dead. Yeah. It's like like finding five pounds on the ground, practically. All you had to do was fill a coffin with bark. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And carry a body through a uni and say, where's Alexander Monroe Secundus?
0: I don't like this. Hmm. Secundus.
1: It's it's definitely Secundus, but Secundus sounds good, doesn't it? I'm coming around to it. Uh, One of Knox's assistants told the pair that the anatomist's Quote, would be glad to see them again when they had another to dispose of.
0: Ah, why would you say that?
1: Wink, wink. So, Knox is not asking any questions. He's like, I need bodies. You've
2: got a body. I'll take the body. Let the bodies hit the floor and get the (laughs) fuck out of here. Take these four or five pints of beer and get out of here. Get out of here. Just before you go, let me know. Was it Murder. (laughs)
0: Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't.
1: Murder. No, fucked it. Target. So they just made a killing, pardon the pun. I hate you. From Donald's. I've actually written pardon the pun here. I know. That's why you hate me. I understand now. (laughs) I understand why I I am hated by most of the population. Uh, They made a killing from Donald's body and the two men started to realise that they may be onto a lucrative thing. Uh, the pair decided that they could give another body to Noxen early in 1828. The only problem was that this time, the tenant they had their eye on, a man named Joseph, wasn't dead yet. Oh, no. Uh, he was chosen because he was quite ill and possibly being seen as bad for business. Because, uh, you know, people are coming in and out. And they don't want uh, a very sick, possibly contagious person oh, okay. contagious person, to uh, put off other lodges. So that, but they're too impatient to see if Joseph would actually die from his uh, afflictions. Burke and Hare took it upon themselves to help him along. They plied him with lots of whiskey and then Hare suffocated him by covering his mouth and nose whilst he was forcibly restrained by Burke who lay on his chest. Burke's weight on the victim stifled movement and also his ability to make noise whilst it also prevented the chest from expanding should any air get past Hare's suffocating grip. This sounds like we've got a new murder house on our hands. Murder
0: house.
2: Murder house. Hoose. Hoose.
0: Uh, this became their favorite. I think fav- Dave's doing it wrong. I think he's wrong and we're right.
1: Mm-hmm. You think it's not hoose? It's not hoose. It's hoose. Hoose. No, it's a moose <laughs> staying at my hoose.
2: There's a moose loose in ma hoose. I mean, maybe
1: we're doing different dialects. That's yes. true, yeah. I'm doing drunk, <laughs> which is the national language of that country. Oh. <laughs> How dare you! My grandfather was also born in Scotland. Uh, so this became their favoured uh, method of execution as it left the body unmarked and undamaged for the students who were later to dissect the cadavers. Uh, in those days, the method would have been practically undetectable as modern forensics were a long, long way away. So when the body's getting dropped off, you can't look at it. And it's not like it's got a stab wound or something. Yeah. It just looks like a dead guy. Robert Knox again paid the men for the, uh, for the body, this time 10 pounds.
0: Yeah,
2: right. Why is that? 10 pounds. 10 pounds. 10 pounds. Poons. 10, <laughs> ten pounds. I'm, I'm just talking with an Australian accent. I'm saying 10 pounds.
1: 10 poons. What's the exchange rate between 10 poons and 10 pounds?
2: Ugh, let me get the calculator. Right.
1: Uh, an unnamed English uh, match seller. That's right, someone who went door to door selling matches. Wow. Was staying at the lodging when he became ill with jaundice. And again like the first victim Joseph, thinking that a, a sick person would be bad for business and that a dead person would be good for business, they decided to suffocate him. They Let's got get another a taste for it. They got another ten pounds and suddenly they had a business on their hands. How much?
0: Nah I don't know. We no. to say, how much, would it, how much yeah. to kill a jaundice, man? No. How much money would you have to make?
1: Yes. To Kill someone. £11. (laughs) Got to count for inflation.
2: Mm -hmm. uh, I think inflation might have... Yeah, no, all right. If you're willing to do it for 11 I'll take you on.
1: Just, um, I am available on Antarctica.
0: Oh, my God, no.
1: That is very illegal, and I am not available on (laughs) Antarctica. Though we'll paint your house. (laughs) Uh, The next victim was likely a salt seller by the name of Abigail Simpsons. Simpson was a pensioner who lived in the nearby village and visited Edinburgh to supplement her pension by selling salt.
2: I love the jobs of this period of time. Imagine
1: how many people would knock on your door, though matches, salt, <laughs> yeah. beer, every single gumboots,
0: yeah. yeah. mud. You never have to go to the fucking shop. It's so to to the, fucking shop. It's great. the shop Good. comes to you. Yeah. These days, we've got to go get everything ourselves. Sucks. I got to buy my own matches.
2: Mondays are aisle three. Aisle three is coming past one by one.
0: Yeah. When's the last time you went and bought matches? I reckon I'm there a couple of times a week.
2: Yeah, matches? Ugh. I reckon half my life spent, you know, the times that I'm breaking from Copland, I'm buying matches.
0: If only there was an easy way. Mm -hmm. Well, now there is. (laughs) (laughs) We're the matchmakers.
2: Oh, you're making them.
1: Well, that sounds much more lucrative than selling them individually at the door. Yeah, you're right.
2: Especially if you're making them yourself, you can do a nice little markup.
0: Handmade. Mm. Handmade matches What's the stuff on top of matches?
2: Match heads (laughs) Fire
0: (laughs) (laughs) Both good answers, thank you Dave, do go on
1: Uh, So, Abigail Simpson, the salt seller uh, She was invited into Hare's house and plied with enough alcohol to ensure she was too drunk to return home And after murdering her, Burke and Hare placed the body in a tea chest and sold it to Knox They got ten pounds and Dr. Knox approved of it being so fresh but he did not ask any questions.
0: Dr. Knox.
2: I reckon there's some questions to be asked there, Noxy. And, but it's nice they threw in the tea chest, didn't it? Yeah.
0: You? Yeah, that is nice. It is
1: beautiful. Well, I didn't
2: p- mention the tea chest was worth 10 pounds as well, so the body was thrown in for free. <laughs> it's
1: a free body.
2: Free body. He sh- That
1: night he did dissect the tea chest in front of his class. <laughs> Look at that beautiful oak. Just take the scalpel and... Uh, sh- <laughs> I cut open the, the ribs of the chest. Jess, Jess is feeling sick and I'm describing cutting open the tea chest.
0: That tea chest has a
1: family. Right, Burke met two women in early April.
0: Ooh, Ooh. lady.
2: Oh. i like, you go, yeah, all right, date time. Yeah, like, well, it's
0: time for him to turn a new leaf. <laughs> And yeah that's
1: right they they're going to tame this bad boy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm a firm believer that you can change a man. <laughs> I love changing men. A real amin I change everything about them. Love a project. They resent me (laughs) and they
1: leave. Sounds a bit like you're on an episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. They come on in, I change their house, I teach them how to dance, I give them new clothes, I teach them how to cook, I'm Ted, and I'm done. I'm (laughs) Ted. I'm Ted. So these two ladies I'm talking about, that Burke met, Mary Patterson and Janet, Janet Brown, he bought the two women some alcohol before inviting them back to his lodging for breakfast. So he bought them drinks before breakfast. That's the kind of time this is.
2: Well, this sounds like uh, how I remember Edinburgh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they also watched the Rangers. Burke's wife came home to find her husband with two young women, one of whom had passed out from drinking, and she accused them, accused them all of having an affair. A row broke out between Burke and McDougall, Nellie, during which she, he threw a glass at her, cutting her over the eye. Brown stated that she did not know Burke was married and left. MacDougall also left, Nellie, and uh, she went to fetch Hare and his wife.
2: They're, yeah, they're sort of going about a kind of normal life amongst the... Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to do that. I, what I think of as a normal life. Being married. What a normal life. It's just weird that you're also going home and sharing a bed with someone after that day. Yeah. You normally think of you, the murderers as loners.
1: I know, but you still, you still have small talk at the end. Of, how was your day?
2: Oh, oh Bloody. Bloody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody.
1: Uh, so basically, they've had a fight. Uh, Janet Brown's left, but. Mary B. See Mary, you later, JB. But Mary Patterson, MP, she's still there. Oh, dear. Her uh, arrived shortly afterwards, and the two men locked their wives out of the room, and then they murdered Patterson in her sleep. Janet Brown came back, the other friend, and asked where her friend was and waited for her, to, for her to return. Oh, yuck. Janet eventually decided to leave, having no idea that Mary was lying dead in the next room, ready to be taken to Knox, and that she herself was likely to be their next victim. Oh, my uh, God. She got away. Uh, the body was delivered to Knox whilst it was still warm. And, oh. and one of Knox's assistants asked where they had obtained the body as he thought he recognised it. Burke explained that the girl had drunk herself to death and that he had purchased it from, quote, an old woman in the Cannon Gate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, blame an old yeah, woman. where people are trading bodies left, <laughs> right and center. Things got really out of control when a grandmother and her grandson stayed at the house. According oh. to Burke, Hare suffocated the old woman as she lay in bed drunk and then murdered her son. But It's pretty convenient to blame the other guy for that one, isn't it? So that's pretty brutally Now they've now killed an old woman and a young child, uh, which they still sold to Knox. Oh, do you it'll, get? will take all ages. Do yeah. you get less or more for a kid? I, I did read somewhere that they got a deal for the two of them.
2: Oh yeah, twofa, twofa. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if there's anything to learn from blood relatives. Maybe mm. if, if that's more valuable.
1: Oh okay. You could be like, this is this is her a lady and her grandson. Yeah. Both drunk themselves to death and were bought from an old woman on Canongate. Uh, I'm going to skip over a few murder- murders here because there's so many and the timeline is a little bit muddy. Great. But they killed a lot. Or bloody. Very bloody. And on at least one occasion, Burke killed with that hair and sold the body himself. Oh. But he did not like that when Hare did that back to him. On the 24th of June, Burke and McDoodle. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Doodle! <laughs> <laughs> it's a much better name <laughs> They departed for Falkirk To visit the uh, ladder's father McDoodle's father Who literally wasn't McDoodle uh, Burke, <laughs> Burke knew that Hare was short of cash And had even po- po- pawned, pawned some of his clothes When the couple returned They found that Hare was wearing new clothes And had a surplus of money
0: How are you short of money If you're just killing bodies I think killing just,
2: bodies. like drinking it all
0: Oh come on Invest up the
2: drop <laughs> Got to invest some of that body money. That's what my dad always said.
0: Yeah, no, mine too. You're not going
1: to have body money forever. Yeah, can't take it with you. Invest. Mm-hmm. Get busy investing, or get busy dying. After he was asked, Hare denied that he had sold another body, even though he suddenly got cash. Burke checked with Knox, who confirmed Hare had sold a woman's body for eight pounds.
2: Oh, he's undercutting him. His it led to an money.
1: argument between the two men. And they came to blows. uh Oh. Burke and his wife moved into a home into the home of his cousin. Are uh, two streets away, so they, they left. They cracked it. Interesting. Uh, the uh, the two seem to make up and get back to their old ways pretty quickly though, because a few months later, Hare was visiting Burke when Mrs. Olstler, a washerwoman, came to the property to do the laundry. The men got her drunk and killed her. So that's how you get. That's how you get. You know how you kiss and make up. You kill an old washwoman. Uh, the corpse was uh, taken to Doctor Knox that afternoon, for which they got eight pounds. Eight pounds. Are the two even-killed family? Oh, no. Blood relatives. When Anne Dougal, one of Burke's wife's relatives, came to stay, after a few days, the men killed her with their usual technique and received ten pounds for the body. Do their wives know what they're doing? Yes. Okay. They are somewhat complicit.
3: Oh,
0: fuck. Change them. Change those men. Change
2: them. It's not
0: that hard. You just nag at them. When you
2: get addicted to that sweet cadaver money. That's right. Sweet cadaver cash.
1: Changes everything. Changes everything. Uh, More and more of Knox's students started to recognize some of the bodies that were being dissected. And people began to talk. After all, Edinburgh, especially at the time, is not that big a place. No, that's it. Like, branch out a little yeah, bit. You're killing
2: heaps of people. During fringe, though, the population really that's does right. well. It triples. It's really... It triples. Bloody hell.
1: Uh, so people are starting to talk. People are recognising bodies on the table. Burke and Hare made a big mistake choosing their next victim, who was a familiar figure in the streets of Edinburgh. His name was James or Jamie Wilson, an 18-year-old man with a limp caused by deformed feet. Uh, possibly mentally disabled, he supported himself on the street by begging, so was known to many locals because oh. they see his face every single day. He was murdered, and when the body was examined the following day by Knox and his students, several of them recognised it to be Wilson. But Knox denied it could be anyone the students knew. When word started circulating that Wilson was missing, Knox dissected the body ahead of the others that were being held in storage, and he swiftly removed its head and deformed foot during dissection so that people couldn't recognise it anymore. Oh,
2: so Knox is...
1: Oh, he
0: just needs the bodies. Knox needs the bodies. Yeah, he needs them. Oh, no, they're Knox. All,
2: they're all addicted to this little economy they've created. Yeah.
1: The final victim killed on the 31st of October, 1828, Halloween, was Margaret Doherty, a middle-aged Irish woman. She was invited to stay with Burke and Hare on the pretense that she was a distant relation of Burke's mother. I don't know who's lying to who there. (laughs) I don't know if she's claiming to be a relative, if they're like, you're a relative, come stay with us.
0: Mm -hmm. She's like, how do you know that?
1: I'm just on the street. What we just met. No, my mum said you're her mum. Distant. <laughs> grandma, come on in. Come on. Nanny, I miss meant distant you. grandma. Nanny. <laughs> uh, by this time, Burke had started taking in his own lodges, and the Greys, who were lodging with him at the time, were asked if they could stay at Hare's for the night, so that while they were, they were away, they could quietly kill Margaret Doherty. On their return to Burke's lodging the following day, after their little staycation at Hare's house, the Greys were told that Uh, Marjorie had been asked to leave because she had been flirtatious with Burke which is weird because that's her grandson apparently (laughs) according to me and no one else Uh, (laughs) the greys became suspicious when one of them uh, was not allowed to approach a bed where she had left her stockings they were like no don't go in there don't go in that room she's like I just want to get my stockings when they were left alone in the house later that evening, the Greys searched around the house and the, uh, in the straw that was in the house, and they found Doherty's body oh. showing blood and saliva on her face. On their way to alert the police, they ran into Burke's partner, <gasps> Nellie McDougal, who <gasps> tried to bribe them with an offer of £10 a week if they didn't say anything.
2: Wow. That's a whole extra body. Yeah, they're going go to start killing a it. body
1: for this. Stuff. She's in the economy. No, she said no. Fuck. The greys reported the murder to the police And Birkenhair and But while she was doing that Birkenhair quickly removed the body And took it to Knox's surgery uh, The police search Located Doherty's blood-stained clothing Hidden under the bed Birkenhair's wife gave different times For Doherty's departure from the house Which uh, looked really suspicious to police So they
0: decided Guys, to look into it get your story mm-hmm.
2: right, right mm-hmm. What
1: time did you leave? 5pm? 5am? Oh no
0: That's a big window
2: It's a very big window but let's get back to the times we we're talking about. What she
1: left through the window?
2: Keeps getting distracted. It's a big, beautiful window, sure. But if we could just deal with the facts of at the hand. But how good's this kettle? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, it's a good kettle. It's a great kettle. Breville make good good stuff. I
1: love Breville. We all love Breville. Got a matching anyway, toaster? Back, I get it. Back back to the murder sand.
0: So, their wife and husband are given different times.
1: Right, so it's, it's raised enough suspicion for them to be taken in for questioning. Early the following morning, the police went to Knox's dissecting rooms where they found Doherty's body. The body was identified by Gray, one of the people that was uh, that a point the finger at them in the first place. As the woman, As the woman... Fingered
2: his- the dead body. As the Jess, wo- look at me. <laughs> he fingered... Oh, good on us.
1: Uh, identified as the woman he had seen with Burke and Hare. Uh, Hare and his wife were arrested that day, because now there's a body. In total, 16 people were murdered by Burke and Hare. Burke stated later that he and Hare were generally in a state of intoxication when the murders were carried out, and that he could not sleep at night without a bottle of whiskey by his bedside and two penny candle to burn all night beside him.
0: That's like £160. Probably less, because a few of them only got like eight. That's... Not a lot of money.
1: And he, uh, it's not a lot of, of money
0: now. At... I know, but it still doesn't even feel like it was a lot of money then.
2: What's no. the cost of burning that candle all night long and all the alcohol that he has to yeah. drink? No? Well, I mean, it's
1: called a two-penny candle, so imagine two-penny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's because uh, two pennies, like the two willies, were the ones who invented it.
1: That's actually true. Not true. When he <laughs> awoke, uh, he would... So he said he needed uh, whiskey there. When he awoke, he would take a drink from the bottle, sometimes half a bottle, and that would make him sleep. He also took took opium to ease his conscience. Oh, okay, now I know where their money's
0: going. <laughs> yeah, they need all this opium. Thing.
2: Yeah, ain't you? Oh, we've all been there. Uh, what? Haven't you had a little? No. A little op- falling down an opium opium hole for a few months. Nah. While you're trying to never. block out murders from your. I've memory? not done that. I've so never you to done sleep that. At night? No. You've never. Had a few months. What
1: are you saying? Now, hang on. What's happened here is Jess is currently on the opium binge and oh. she can't remember. You're very, you're very good at hiding it what from yourself. What are you yourself. talking about? You've Pictures. killed before and
2: you'll kill again. I haven't. I've never killed before and I'll never kill again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Burke Hare and their wives were arrested, but with forensic evidence being what it was at the time, police found that it wasn't exactly an open and shut case. The four suspects were kept apart and statements were taken. These conflicted with the initial answers given on the day of their arrests. Uh, the body that they had found before it was dissected was examined, Doherty's body, the old lady, and the investigators reported that it was probable the victim had been murdered by suffocation, but this could not be medically proven. But on the basis of the report from the two doctors, Bergen were charged. Robert Knox, who had been buying the bodies, was interviewed, and the investigator concluded that he was deficient in principle in heart,
2: but did not think that he had broken the law. He
0: had heaps of hearts. He had bloody drawers full of them. I've
1: got 16 of them right here. What are you talking about?
2: He definitely knew what was going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's it's, it's dodgy as. And whilst police were certain multiple murders had taken place, they, they are certain of this, most of the bodies had long been disposed of, so they decided to try and single one of the party out and offer them immunity if they turned on the others and gave evidence. Because they don't have any evidence. Who's going to turn? One oh, of the
2: wives. The perfect crime.
1: Hey, one of the bloody nagging wives.
2: Nah, I reckon it's Willie, Willy. Well, Willie. Willie. I reckon the non-angry Wh- one. The good-looking, stubby one. Burke. No, the other one.
0: Well, that's Hare. Who's the angry one? The other one. Burke. Burke.
2: The other one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Hare. No, Burke. Yeah, Burke. Because the, the was angry that, leader... That, was, the the angry leader, leader is
1: covering of... himself for
2: either answer. Correct. I was. I'm getting confused because the the Burke was the good looking one, likable. In Burke and Wills, he was the angry right. one, and Wills was the. Um,
0: okay, well, in this <laughs> case, Burke is the nice one. Well, it's, I mean, I they're mean, both murderers. What are the odds of
2: two Burks with slightly different characteristics? It's yeah, you know, that's true. Unfathomable, fathomable Well,
1: Ooh. it hot. <laughs> William Hare, the bastard. Was chosen, and he went for the deal. Ah,
2: of course. Of course he did. The bastard.
0: The
1: bastard. And because he couldn't testify against his wife in law, she she too was immune from being charged. He confessed to all the crimes and gave them enough testimony to arrest Burke and his wife McDougal for three of the murders. Robert Knox, the anatomist, wasn't charged, although popular opinion was against him, with newspapers and many locals thinking he was the mastermind and should be hanged. Now, the case was so sensational that during the trial, 300 constables were enlisted to protect the courtroom. That's a what? There's nearly a riot. You're kidding. Because people were, you know, outraged. That's it amazing. Killed 16 people. Hare took to the stand to give evidence against his former accomplices, and he blamed Burke as being the sole murderer and his wife as, uh, as not being complicit, and she didn't do any of the killing. Right. right. Uh, the proceedings lasted just two days, and on Christmas Day, 1828,
2: Burke was found guilty. I can't believe... It. Yeah, that's, that's funny. It's sort of obvious that he'd be the one. I always thought the other one was going to be too... He's like, I can't take it, I've got to... But of course, he was offered the deal. So, of course, the asshole. Of course. Mm. Now that I know the answer, I'm sure it was hair. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is actually... How does he do it? He's so good. Fuck, you're good. You should have been on this case. You would have solved it hundreds of years ago. It would have
2: ago. taken a lot less time.
1: Well, the proceedings lasted just two days, and on Christmas Day, 1828... Would have done it in a day and a half. <laughs> on Christmas Day... You there, what day is it? Christmas Day, 1828. As if they're still
0: in court on Christmas Day. Like, do they not take holidays?
1: Uh, hello, it's public holiday.
2: Um, Please, come on. Just, justice never sleeps.
1: That's so who, who was
2: Who was sitting in the judge chair, buddy? Scrooge McDuck or something, you know what I mean? Judge getting... David Boyle. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, Burke was found guilty and sentenced to hang, with the same charge against McDoug- McDougal found to be not proven, so she was let go. Oh,
0: she was a widow.
1: <laughs> As he passed the death sentence against Burke, the judge, David Boyle, told him, your body should be publicly dissected and anatomised, and I trust... That if it is ever customary to preserve skeletons, yours will be preserved, in order that posterity may keep in remembrance
2: of your atrocious crimes. Oh, wow. So you get to be remembered forever. What a crime. What a punishment.
1: How odd. Uh, MacDougall was released at the end of the trial and she returned home. The following day, she was confronted by an angry mob who were pissed off that she had been proven uh, not guilty. Or well, not proven verdict. She was taken to a police station for her own protection, but after the mob laid siege to it, she escaped through a back window to the main police station.
2: She loved windows, didn't she? She got
1: out. <laughs> that's a lovely big window. Uh, she tried to see Burke, but uh, permission was refused. She left Edinburgh the next day, and there are no clear accounts of her later life. Oh, my God. So she just escaped. Wow. Burke, not so lucky, who was hanged on the morning of the 28th of January, 1829, in a crowd possibly as large as 30,000. No way. Views from the windows uh, overlooking... More windows. More windows. Overlooking it <laughs> were so valuable that people uh, rented them out for between five to 20 shillings just to get a good, good look of this man hang. Fuck. A few days later, his corpse was publicly dissected by Professor Munro. Secundus. Ugh. In the anatomy theatre of the university's old college... A riot forced the authorities to grant access and an estimated 30,000 people viewed his corpse. <laughs> what? They wanted to make sure he was dead. Burke's skeleton
2: they only estimated in groups of 30,000 back then. <laughs> it was actually only about 15 people. <laughs> they always round up.
1: It's either 1 or 30,000. On a scale of 1 to 30,000, well, it's 15, but that's actually 30,000. Burke's skeleton was given to the Anatomical Museum of the Edinburgh Medical School, where you can still see it to this day. No way. You can also see a leather notebook that accompanies it that was made out of his skin. No, Uh, no, Dave, you are joking. There is a
0: leather-bound book,
1: and that leather is made from his skin.
0: That's disgusting.
2: You know what leather is, though, aren't
1: you? Yeah, Burke's skin.
2: (laughs) It's always Burke's skin.
1: It's amazing how much they got out of it. Yeah. The thing is, if you flatten a human out, yeah. you can cover the entire globe with one human being. Get body. out!
2: Yeah. yeah, three times. 30,000 times yeah. would have been better.
1: But. <laughs> oh. A hare, on the other hand, escaped justice completely. There was a riot when people discovered where he was staying, but with the help of police, he was able to slip away into the night, and what happened to him is unknown. Oh, you piece of shit. He got away, he, So he pointed the finger at his mate after killing 16 people. Got away fingered it. his
2: mate and ran. <laughs> hey, we've all been there. Yeah.
1: And finally... Oh, tell
2: me. Tell me you haven't.
0: Tell you me you haven't li- fingered a mate and I'm, then I'm ran away. A, and
2: ran until there's no record of your existence ever again. Oh, okay, Dave, I was, sure.
1: I was planning on doing it tonight. Sorry. Not with other of you. I've got other mates. Named three. Trevor? Last name? Trevor? Oh. Trevor Trevor. It's a good name.
0: Oh, boy. We're his only friends. You sad, sad little Well, the sad thing is I'll have to
1: finger one of you. Oh. What? No, no. Trevor Trevor. We believe yeah, you. Finger yeah, finger Trevor Trevor. You're listening out there, Trevor Trevor. Get in contact at Dave Wannakey.
2: Finger, finger Trevor Trevor. <laughs> Double digits.
1: And finally, the surgeon Robert Knox, who has been a bit of a bastard throughout the whole episode. He wasn't ever charged, but... His actions did cost him his career. He was seen as guilty in the eyes of many and frequently caricatured in the local newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if that doesn't ruin your career as a doctor, I don't know what
0: will. Oh, they drew another bloody caricature. And my head's all big. <laughs> look, look <laughs> I'll never wake in this town again.
1: I'm all out of whack. Burke got, got, got hanged and gutted, but the real victim here is me.
0: Yeah. I look silly <laughs> in that picture.
1: Is that really... He just turns to his wife. Does my nose really look like that? This is what I look like. Is it? This is what I look like. She's like, well, I don't, I don't want to say anything mean. Oh, fucking hell, <laughs> fucking hell, Helen. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. You heard of him? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apart from the caricatures, he was also forced to, forced to resign from his position as curator of the College of Surgeons Museum, and he was gradually excluded from his university life by his peers. Good. Yeah, rightly so. Mainly because they'd be like... Yeah. See that, See that caricature over here, Rob? He was like a dickhead. You're like a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, bonus fun facts. Fun is in quotation marks. Fun facts. Fun, fun, facts, facts, fun, fun facts, facts. Fun facts.
0: Fun facts.
2: Fun uh, facts. Because of Birkenhair Hare the rhythm. And,
1: uh, because of Birkenhair and, and stories of grabe robbing,
2: uh, grape
1: robbing at grape. What did I say? Grape. Grape robbing.
2: Grape robbing.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say grape robbing. <laughs> because of Birkenhair and, and stories of. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's, hot, if it's possible to be in a room that's so hot that you've, like, sweat out your linguistic <laughs> abilities, but I have tonight. I think you've done it. Try again.
2: It's got to be 45 to 50 degrees in here, I okay? reckon.
1: <laughs> and we haven't, we haven't even complained that much. It's pretty good. Yeah. Try again. Because of Birkenhair and, and stories of grave robbing and murdering to supply bodies, legislation was soon introduced after they were arrested. This act authorised dissection on bodies from workhouses unclaimed after 48 hours and ended the practice of anatomizing as part of death sentences for murder. So there, there was finally enough bodies for all. Yay. Cause yay. People, yay, people are dying so much in the workhouses that there's heaps and heaps of bodies. Look, that was a fact. Sorry, how about this one? A new word. <laughs> I'll move on quickly because it's not that fun. A new <laughs> word was coined from the murderers. Oh. Birking. What do you think birking means?
2: Um, fucking your mate over?
1: Oh, that'd be way better. To smother a victim or to commit an... Oh, a- oh Jesus he-
2: Christ. It was hairs who fucked him over, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep getting confused.
1: Just yeah, to-, t- to smother a victim or to commit an anatomy murder. That's burking. Burking. That's gross. My oh, bloody Trevor. Trevor over here was burking all night. <laughs> it took a long time. He's a bloody burker. And finally... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean that.
1: And finally, <laughs> a rhyme began circulating around the streets of Edinburgh. And I will not be able to pronounce this if my diction is to, anything to go by so far. But this is a, a famous rhyme from Edinburgh. Up the close and doon the stair. Butcher and Ben, we burke and hare. Burkes the butcher, hares the thief. Knocks the boy that buys the beef.
0: Oh,
1: uh, that is a 19th century Edinburgh rhyme, and there's been uh, a few movie adaptations and all that kind of stuff. But I uh, didn't watch them, so who cares? Uh, that is the end of my Burke and Hare report. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Actually, I will say the final thing. When I was doing my research on this, I often I like to see if there's any other podcasts out there, t- if if it's going to be a fun topic. And there weren't many on this, which was cool. And then I also looked to see if there's any uh, like sort of documentaries on YouTube. There weren't any, but there was a six minute video. From uh, the famous English children's show Blue Peter, have you heard of Blue Peter? No. It's very famous for being one of the most, uh, one of the longest-running children shows in history. I think it's been running for about five or six decades, and oh, wow. every generation of uh, English people grow up with Blue Peter with different hosts. I don't uh, um... look up Birkenhair Blue Peter because I don't know the kind of fucked up shit that you play to your to your children's audiences in England. But that's where I learnt the fact about him being his skin being bound. Into a leather book. That's gross. And at the end of it, it's so good. I'll post this video. Six minute video. They talk about all the all the murders, all the crazy stuff. And at the end, she goes and and back to our food of the day. Did anyone guess what it was? Anyone? That's right. It's curry. <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to her in the studio. and She's cooking some sort of curry dish. A beef curry dish. It is. It is. Uh, it is outrageous. What they're that It's so be. good. So good. It's like p- murders, leather from skin. <laughs> Man. I've never seen Blue Peter I've heard people talk about it before And I can see the appeal I really can't Blue
2: Peter sounds like the name Of a serial killer Blue Peter <laughs> do you reckon? Yeah. yeah
0: Big time
1: He's birkin all night <laughs> Guys it's time to say Thank you for First of all Downloading and listening To our show in general And to say a Big thank you to everyone That supports the show Through Patreon Patreon.com Slash do go on pod If you want to get the bonus episodes, if you want to vote on uh, our topics, uh, if you want to get the live video streams, if you want to uh, interact with us on a, a different level, you can go to patreon.com slash do go on pod. And we'd also like to give some shout outs now to some of those beautiful, beautiful people. Shout
0: out. Shout out to my homies. Now, Jess, would you like to do a shout out? Yeah, but lately we've been doing like, we've been giving them some kind of title or what, what could we...
1: What about uh, who who their murderer accomplice is? Ah, Birkenhair, someone.
0: Great. Their last
2: name, and can we make up?
0: Good one, because all I could think of was like how much we think their bodies would be worth, and that seems fucked.
2: Yeah, what what you could turn their skin into?
0: Oh, okay. No, Dave's was better. So I'd like to start with. (laughs) How many things can there be? From Charlotte. Let's find out. (laughs) From Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm trying to keep talking, so you
2: stop. North Carolina? That's no. not going to make me stop talking. That going to
1: get <laughs> me really interested to hear some sort of fun fact about that state. Yeah. Did you
2: guys know that Michael Jordan played college ball in North Carolina? And, he's, and, and through his career playing for the Bulls, he would wear his old North Carolina shorts underneath his Bulls shorts. Weren't that in Space Jam?
0: I wonder if that was a fact that was known... By our friend Josh Jones.
2: Good name, Josh Jones. Josh Jones Jones is good, so Jones
0: and Come on, don't don't think Jones and Jordan. Jones and Jordan. Oh good one. That's a good killer. Jordan and Jones, I think it'd be. I would have
2: done some great alley oop kills. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Throw the head up. Jordan dunks it. Dunks it. Slam dunk the neck till it breaks. Oh my god. And the funk.
0: I hate that. Okay, so thank you very much to Josh Jones. All right, Jones. so everyone else
1: has done a serial killer episode and I finally get my shot at greatness and Jess just shits all over it. Yeah,
0: this is Riverdance all over again, mate. This is something that you're passionate
1: about, you yeah. sick little man. Yeah, I'm passionate about <laughs> 1800s Edinburgh murders.
0: <laughs> I would also like to thank, from Los
1: Angeles,
0: Sidney Scott. Oh, I was really name.
1: hoping you can say Scheinberg because I'm sure he lives there. He's, he's a Hollywood legend. Yeah, you're right. Two. Both of
2: yours were um, bloody same letter thing. Sydney Scott. Alliteration. You Alliter- got there. Alliterative.
0: Okay, so Sydney Scott and... Scheinberg. Oh, yeah, okay. Scott, and Scott and They'd
1: probably Schoenberg. call them the two Sydneys though, wouldn't they? Probably. Yeah. Perfect.
2: Well, that's what you'd think, but the two willies never really took off. Yeah, that's
1: right. Why weren't they the two willies?
2: That's great. A couple of JJ and SS. Thank you, JJ and SS. Matt, how, who you got? I'd love to thank, if I could. And I think I can. From Merseyside, which I believe is in Liverpool. Well, <laughs> oh, that wasn't right. Liverpool. Liverpool. Better. Liverpool. That's two kinds of... No. There's a high and the low Liverpool. Stop. Please stop. Scalpel, Yeah. All right. Yasmina Litherland. Oh, Litherland and... Hutch.
1: <laughs> that's right, I was going to say Litherland and John and Paul and Wrinkle. I was George. thinking, yeah,
2: Lin- Land and Lennon. Oh, that's good. Litherland and Lennon.
1: They wrote some songs, they killed some people, they did it all. They also liked Hutch.
2: Because <laughs> it was a rabbit. Thank you, Yasmina. Thank you so much, Yasmina. Sick name as well. Yasmina Litherland. Beautiful. Sounds like a, a, a JJ, not JJ Abrams, who wrote Harry Potter?
0: JK Rowling. JK
2: Rowling. It's got a, a bit of a J.K. Rowling vibe about it. Mm. He yeah, has Mina Litherland. Mm. I reckon she would have been a good magic student mm-hmm. in a wizard-type school. Mm-hmm. And I'd also love to think this name's also sick, from Provo, Utah, Danny Mutz.
0: Danny mutts.
2: Mutz? M-U-T-Z.
0: Mutz and Hut.
2: Mutz and Hut. Mutz and Hut. Yep. it's pretty good. I'd go there for dinner.
0: What's their special?
2: Um, Mutz. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, yeah, hang on. yeah, we do we do mutts and we do it good.
1: Hang on, are they are they, are they serving up dog, <laughs>
2: <laughs> or are
1: they murderers? What's going on?
2: Um, they're no, walking here. They're walking here. Hey, hey, this is from Utah. I was I I flew in so close to Provo in uh, Salt Lake City one time because that's one of the big hub airports. When I drove up to Jackson Hole, Wyoming,
0: what's their bar like?
2: The bar like in... no. Oh, I had a I had a quick uh, In and Out burger or something like some sort of a American chain. American meal.
1: Ugh, imagine all the American chain meals we are going to eat on our American tour. Fuck, it's
0: so popular. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna eat so much.
2: In Gary, Indiana. Yep. Gary, Indiana is. I'm gonna leave there five pounds richer because I'm gonna kill half a body.
1: Half <laughs> 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 a body. What's sore off someone's legs?
2: Yep. That's so how they do it in Gary. That's like some people have said that it's a murder capital of America. I don't believe that for a oh second. I don't believe that for a second. I
1: think you just don't want to believe it's it. It's the city of love and oh, it's the city of the century. It's nope. The, it's the thief capital of America because they steal all our hearts. Uh, I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank. A beautiful, beautiful soul.
0: I don't want another pretty face I don't want just anyone to hold I don't want my love to go to waste I want you and your
1: beautiful soul I'd like to thank the beautiful soul of Tate James Tate James who is uh, listening all the way over in Sudbury, Canada James and
2: Tate and Tots What? Tate and Tots
0: God, you paid money for improv classes
2: so she goes around, Tatey, and uh, kills with her partners, toddlers.
1: Her partners are toddlers?
2: Yeah, tots.
1: Right. Well, Tate, if we did uh, go to our, the uh, amazing state of Ohio, it would just be a couple of great lakes away cause, because they, uh, cause Sudbury is just over the border in Canada. So thank you so much for listening there, Tate, Tate and Tot.
2: Tate and Tots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Yeah,
1: now nah, worth correcting. Yeah, you know what, Tate? I reckon just uh, don't quit your day job. Don't don't kill for money.
2: Jess, you did you did mention I, I did some improv class a little while ago, and I think the first rule, which you don't know because obviously is no blocking, but it is just not something that you can get. I've told you many times for free. You're not hearing it. Go, oh, you go with it. Yes. And. Yes, and
0: I do have to go with it. Yes. And Tayton tots,
2: and never talk publicly about me doing improv classes again.
0: <laughs> You've done that several times.
1: Anyway, Dave. And finally, I would like to thank all the way from Portland, Maine. That's right, top corner northeast of the U.S. U.S. of A. I would like to thank Christy Bryson, Christy, Christy Bryson, Bryson, and the Bull. Mm. The bull, oh, sorry, Bryson, you've really come off second best there. The bull is a sweet, sweet, Yeah, but the
0: bull as a character, very erratic.
2: Are you thinking that because bison? Bryson and bison? Nah. Bryson and the bull. Bryson what do you mean bull, about then? me blocking? No, that wasn't blocking, that was... Nah. Questioning. Asking, you're allowed to ask.
0: I said no. Is that a
1: question? Hmm. I don't know if we've... <laughs> it... Have we ever had a, a listener from Maine before? That's really, really cool. A main, a main man. One of the smaller states there. Thank you so much, our
0: thanks, Christy.
1: main listener of Maine. Uh, Christy, <laughs> we appreciate that. Thanks, Christy. On you, Christy. Uh, and thanks to everyone that supports the show at patreon.com slash dogoonpod. And thanks everyone in general for listening to the show. As always, you can uh, tell a friend about the show or give us a sweet review on iTunes if you don't have enough money to chip into the Patreon. We understand that. Uh, but if you want to keep the free podcast growing, that's a beautiful way to do it. Mm. Download the show on a friend's mm. phone. Yes. Steal their phone. Say hey, have you? Sell their phone. Sell their phone.
0: Sell their organs.
1: That's right, and with their money, buy a beautiful subscription to our Patreon. Patreon. Uh, thanks everyone. Uh, if you want to get in contact or suggest a topic, we have a new way of doing so, Matt.
2: Yeah, that's right, uh, and it is a link to a, a little survey, and it is bit.ly. Slash, do go on hat.
1: Do go on hat. This will also be linked below uh, in the episode description. So basically, it takes you to a page where you uh, now fill out a uh, little form with all your details, what you, why you find the topic interesting, and possibly any links if you know any great articles about it. And then uh, it just keeps it all in one place because Jack the Hat McVitie <laughs> is overflowing. It's redonkulous. We needed to do something. And thanks to everyone who's already su- uh, suggested stuff in, the, in, the, in the, the new hat. We appreciate that. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us at any time, at dogoonpod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and dogoonpod at gmail.com. But that's enough from us. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode, and we'll see you on Saturday, Brisbane. Thank you. Bye. And goodbye. Later. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting
0: Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told